BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Sorry we couldn't get to all the calls, a lot to get through on that Oakland School segment. We're changing gears, though. The San Francisco Art Institute and the University of San Francisco announced this month that they're planning to merge. Under the agreement, USF will acquire the cash-strapped 151-year-old arts college and offer a program called SFAI at USF in the fall. Moves reminiscent of Northeastern University's acquisition of Mills College in September 2021 as small colleges and art schools deal with the longer-term financial pressures compounded by COVID. Joining us to talk about the implications for SFAI students and adjunct faculty, as well as for the broader arts community of the Bay Area, we have KQED Senior Associate Editor on the Arts and Culture team, Sarah Hotchkiss. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, Alexis. Thank you. So how's this going to (laughs) work? (laughs) I think that's the big question. So the announcement that came out last week uh, is that essentially they're going to enter into a period of due diligence, which, as I understand it, is kind of an evaluation of where each school stands, what the assets are that USF would be purchasing in the sale of SFAI, and how the faculty at both institutions would develop this kind of shared curriculum that they want to represent the missions of both schools. Um, So that would all hopefully take effect by the fall semester of this year. Yeah. What kind of position had SFAI been in the Arts Institute? Um, It had been in a kind of rough shape, particularly since the pandemic started, yeah? Right. Yeah. In March 2020, just a few weeks after we all went into lockdown, SFAI announced that they were not going to be enrolling new students for the fall 2020 semester and that those who were currently attending the school and wouldn't graduate in May should try to transfer elsewhere. So it was this big blow, kind of a shock to a lot of people. Um, They also announced that there would be mass layoffs for faculty and staff. So the future of the school, like whether it would even continue after that semester was really called into question. And they said um, the reasons were budget shortfalls and a stalled talk with a larger then unnamed university that they were hoping to merge with. So rumors were circulating at the time, who could this larger school be? USF, it seems like, was always the school in question. So how much is this, I guess I want to call it a purchase of SFAI's assets, and how much is this really an acquisition of the school itself and its faculty and and all those things? Yeah, I think that uh, that will be seen as as it really comes together in the future months. But um, 
right now there's a lot of PR language surrounding this announcement. It's like merger, uh, inclusion, uh, kind of these idealistic, you know, ideas of what this could potentially be. But um, the truth is that SFAI is really in financial trouble. They uh, avoided foreclosure on their Chestnut Street campus um, because the UC region stepped in and hmm. bought their debt, essentially. So SFAI doesn't even own their beautiful historic campus in North Beach anymore. They are tenants of the UC regents. Um, but, you know, because this is all kind of shrouded in this PR language, it's hard to know what exactly will happen to SFAI in the future? Will it become essentially the art department of USF? Uh, or will it continue to exist in this kind of irreverent radical spirit that it's had for so many years? We're talking about the acquisition of the San Francisco Art Institute by the University of San Francisco with Sarah Hotchke, senior associate editor on the uh, KQED Arts and Culture team. And we're curious, what questions do you have about the SFAI and USF merger? You can give us a call now, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can, of course, get in touch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're KQED Forum. Or you can email your questions or comments to forum at kqed.org. So tell me about the role that the this Diego Rivera mural that SFAI owns has sort of played in all this because it's worth something like $50 million? Yeah, um, that, right. that was one assessment. I mean, it's hard to say because it is a fresco that is kind of attached to a wall. But um, in 2020, when SFAI was really exploring every option to save themselves, uh, there was this idea floating that they could remove the mural from their Diego Rivera gallery and potentially sell it to there was, you know, speculation at the time that it might go to the George Lucas Museum in Los Angeles. Um, so there was a, a very large outcry in response to that, you know, this idea that you would take something that was made for the school, for that location, and ship it off somewhere else. Um, and the, boards, the Board of Supervisors actually stepped in and landmarked the mural itself mm. so that it can no longer be removed from that location. So one question that I have with this acquisition, as I had with Northeastern and Mills, is why does USF have this money? <laughs> like, where did they get the money to do this uh, acquisition? You know, that's a great question. I don't totally know the situation at USF. And it may be that they just have a larger endowment that allows them to... Um, I welcome callers from USF who are more familiar with the financial situation there. But... Uh, SFAI, you know, does not have a large endowment. I think it's something like 80% of their operating budget came from tuition. So when enrollment dropped at the school, they really could just not operate at the level of an accredited school. They need all this administration, they need all this staff. And as the student body declined, they couldn't meet those requirements. Let's bring in Rebecca from San Francisco. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, so I have taught at the University of San Francisco since 2005, and I'm part of the vast body of underpaid, overworked, part-time faculty who sustain universities all over the country. And our concern as members of the part-time faculty and as members of the Part-Time Faculty Association, our union, 
is that at a time when the university is telling us they can't afford to raise our to guarantee salary raises of 2% this year and next year for the 630 people who teach 45% of all the classes at USF, but at the same time they can afford to purchase very valuable, and I love a Diego Rivera mural as much as, much as the next person, but we're But you like a 2, 2% salary increase more, yeah. <laughs> well, it, or at least as much, absolutely. And um, my concern is that in the pursuit of property, and, you know, this isn't the first big chunk of property USF bought a few years ago. They also bought an organic farm down on the coast. And uh, we're just concerned that the university, which has as its central value the care of the person, the care of the whole person, cura personalis, is actually now putting property over people. And I'd also like to point out that along with this $50 million mural, USF would also be acquiring at least $19 million in debt that SFAI owes to the UC Regents for um, their agreement to take on the cost of renovations at the at the location in in um, Fort Fort Mason. So mm-hmm. SFAI has two locations. They have the they have the beautiful building with the murals, and then they have a sixty year lease on a location in Fort Mason on which they did a huge amount of renovation and the UC Regents took over the debt for that as well. So I'm very concerned that we're taking on debt at the same time that we can't afford to pay our faculty a fair salary. Yeah. Thanks so much for that those points in that call, Rebecca. I want to also ask you, Sarah, what we think this move means for the faculty at SFAI, in addition to uh, faculty members at USF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for that call. You raised so many good questions that I also have. Um, USF is saying that the plan is currently to have SFAI tenured faculty join USF at their current rank and tenure status. So they are guaranteed continued employment. Um, the adjunct faculty, similar to what the caller was just talking about, you know, there were around 90 adjunct faculty members at SFAI who were responsible for around three quarters of the total instructional hours. And since the pandemic and that announcement, there's barely any of them left teaching. Um, and they have no guarantees of employment at USF. If there were going to be open positions, they could apply for them, but that's like anyone else who never had a relationship to the school, right? Um, So what this means for artists at large in the Bay Area is one less venue for teaching. And I anecdotally have already seen, you know, many people in the community leave the Bay Area because instead of being able to cobble together this kind of low income lifestyle where you are an adjunct commuter going from school to school, there's uh, one less place where you can teach and put together that living. So mm-hmm. it, it's really a big blow um, for those who wanted to stay in the barrier and, and teach at SFAI. Yeah. yeah. Let's bring in uh, caller Ben from San Francisco. Welcome. Hi there. Yeah, I'm uh, Ben. I was a graduate of the Art Institute in 2003. I really don't think there's any other viable option for the Art Institute, and I think this is a really positive step forward uh, with another local 
historic institution that's really, uh, you know, got high regard in, in San Francisco and around the Bay Area. I think it's really positive for the future of, of San Francisco art. I mean, without it, what are we going to do? Ever since I've known the Art Institute has been in this dire situation uh, on the edge of, uh, you know, oblivion going into, mm-hmm. you know, not existent, non-existent. So, I really think it's a positive step forward. Um, otherwise, uh, the Art Institute seems like it might disappear. Yeah. Hey, Ben, um, stay with us. Uh, their listener, Eric, uh, writes, I'm the department chair of art and architecture at USF and want to mention how excited we are for this merger. We're all looking forward to charting the future of the visual arts in San Francisco. My question for Sarah, and Ben, I'm going to extend it to you, then get your answer, Sarah, is mm-hmm. from your artistic point of view, what SFAI legacies are important to honor with this merger? You first, Ben. What important legacies are important? Well, you know, the, the of course, the Art Institute, the, just that, you know, such a steeped in, in sort of quirky, um, idiosyncratic, amazing, different kinds of art and, and curiosity and sort of... Um, imagining uh, the new and and I think hopefully we can continue to to break boundaries and 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 make new kinds of art that haven't been thought of and hopefully that will continue with with USF yeah hey thanks for that Ben appreciate that Sarah what do you think uh, important SFAI legacies yeah I mean there's so much it was the first art school west of the Mississippi Ansel Adams founded the photography program there I think SFAI's history is really tied to a lot of amazing Bay Area art movements like funk art, the Mission School, um, and I hope that we continue to see, you know, new movements come out of the instruction happening by people tied to this institution, um, whether that's, you know, future USF and SFAI faculty together or um, people who are just working on the North Beach campus. Uh, you know, there was a class, Bruce Connor taught a class at SFAI called Wasted Time, Unproductive Activity of No Practical Application, um, which is just amazing to me. And it really speaks to the the idea that SFAI was this art school for art's sake, that it taught you critical thinking, and it was really standing against a trend that we see um, towards professionalization and trade school type Uh, courses that are more focused on like user experience or design thinking and NBA degrees. Um, So I hope that 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 is what continues. Yeah. You know, Ben mentioned that as long as he'd known the school, and I think he said he graduated in the aughts, um, that the school had been in this kind of dire financial situation. I assume that that's a broader trend among art schools. Is that is that right? You know, I have only uh, become intimately acquainted with two art schools and that's CCA and SFAI. Um, I taught a class at SFAI a few years ago, but it, it, I think it is a struggle. There's, um, you know, there's the student debt crisis. These schools are expensive. Uh, the idea of graduating with several hundred thousand dollars in debt and an art degree is not something that, you know, is always attractive to students. Um, can you repay that? Are you going to be able to stay in the Bay Area and repay that? And the answer for many people is no. Um, So SFAI at one point when they expanded to the Fort Mason campus had around 700 students in their undergraduate and graduate programs. Mm. And they currently have 56. So 
that's a combination of, you know, all of these announcements and reversals and, and the pandemic, but it really, it's, yeah, it's a, a much smaller school. Let's uh, quickly bring in Charlie from Oakland. Welcome, Charlie. Hi, Alexis. Hi, Sarah. It's Charlie. Love you both. Thank you for having me on. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. I, uh, similar to the previous caller, I just really wanted us to uh, continue to ask questions about where the money is coming from on USF's behalf and also what the plan of the USF administration for this acquisition really is, because in addition to those things that the um, previous, previous caller mentioned, I mean, the USF administration recently threatened to fire all tenure track faculty who hadn't yet gotten tenure uh, as a way to force salary cuts on their faculty. Um, you know, clearly now they can buy an art school. It seems as though they were lying, but maybe that's beside the point. But I think the question remains, you know, those aren't actions that um, would seem to indicate that they're actually interested in providing high quality education, especially in the arts. So um, I just really like to give a big shout out to all unions in Bay Area schools here. I mean, proud member of UCAFT myself. And uh, I think that, you know, or, uh, labor organization and, and union organization is going to be really key to holding our institutions accountable to serve with us and, and serve us and uh, keep them from just becoming, you know, real estate businesses and, and money laundering schemes. Because I think we see so much of that. And, and I worry, frankly, that this might be a similar thing. So thank you, guys. Hey, thank you for that call, Charlie. Appreciate those uh, those cautions. Sarah, do you want to uh, reflect just a, a little bit, just quickly, on you know where you see this going long term? What what people's hopes are for it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of did a casual poll on the social media, and there is a mix, kind of uh, exactly what we've heard from the callers. Um, you know, this idea that SFAI's history will always be there, and at least now we know it's going to be preserved. The acquisition includes the archives and the library and the and the school's art. Um, and also this sense of loss that, you know, it will never be what it once was uh, within another institution. It won't be an independent school. Um, the, you know, people feel very mixed about this mm -hmm. within their own selves, right? Like this is good, but this is also bad. I'm sad yeah. for what it was. And, and I think the sentiment that I want to carry is this like, I hope that we can continue to have the kind of exciting, weird, vital, art that came out of SFAI and created all these other things. Cause it's not just about what happens in the school. It's the, not the galleries yeah. that they, people create right, right. the the opportunities that they make for each other when there is this community. That's a and perfect hope, ending note. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Hotchkiss. We've been talking about the acquisition of SFAI by the university of San Francisco with Sarah Hotchkiss, senior associate editor with the KQED arts and culture team. Forum is produced by Ariana Prail, Blanca Torres, Susan Britton, Dan Zoll, Grace Wan, and Caroline Smith. Judy Campbell's lead producer for the 9 o'clock hour. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Katie McMurrin, Brendan Willard, and Chris Hoff. Our interns are Jennifer Ng and Paul C. Kelly Campos. Our executive editor is Ethan Toven Lindy, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. You've been listening to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour ahead with Mina Kim. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, 
the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.